I thought it was hilarious that I, I I don't know where it came up. Someone put there was a rep in Kentucky that was giving a really good speech, and uh, they had linked to the the Democratic challenger that's going against McConnell and said this guy should win instead of this lady. And I haven't. I mean, if I don't pay attention to electoralism at any level, let alone Kentucky local electoral politics. But so I was looking it up and apparently the woman running against McConnell is running as like a Trump Democrat. Like what? Wasn't their whole identity just anti-Trump? Like, isn't that the only thing they've built any sort of cog, you know, coherent Mm -hmm. messaging around is Trump bad. And now they're just even throwing that one out and going, eh, whatever. Well, he's not Trump. Trump is a singular great man an infamous great man that caused America to go from basically pretty great to not great. And so what we need to do is get that orange orangutan out so we can get America back to being great again. I actually didn't realize what I was saying there while I was saying it. Sometimes you just let your mouth you go, go and the brain figures Stream it out. Stream of consciousness <laughs> politics, baby. It's been a big Southern, uh, Southern and sort of like a, midwest dim thing for a bit to be like i'm a democrat but i don't agree with any of the ones you like and in fact i agree with republicans and it's like cool why wouldn't i just vote for the republican i I mean i was absolutely i was represented by claire mccaskill for like eight years i get that the good news is no you weren't (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) touche awful this is brett everyone will afford this is rob at dumb and awful and this is nathan from mark's madness at mark's madness pod uh yeah so this one we're gonna do some sincere posting just uh because it's you know obviously we've been trapped inside for a bit things look grim uh but also it feels like a lot of the left is spiraling so we're gonna talk about that a little bit today and, and i eventually uh say that it's bad if kissinger dies <laughs> so stay tuned <laughs> to the end for that one i guess <laughs> yes, Chekhov's bottle. He did it at the end of the episode. No, yes. once, once the episode was concluded, once the episode was concluded, <laughs> I, I, because I've been holding the microphone, I, I went ah, and I let my arms down, and in the swing down to the to the ground beside the couch, it sweeped the bottle with it. Do you know how satisfying that is? That's like watching a whole movie, waiting for something to happen, and then they do it in the post-credits. Post-credits. See, I was about to say, it's a post-credits. I am glad I didn't hit stop on my record right there. That fucking <laughs> rules. Thank you. Look, <laughs> it, it, if... If the standard was uh, spilling the water during the podcast, it is true that that did not happen. (laughs) But while that is true, we have something more immediate that we need to address. (laughs) And really, that is the sort of intentional uh, thematic consistency I hope that we'll bring to to this episode. (laughs) By the way, we're just staring at the water on the floor. (laughs) I just realized I'm saying it like like an intro, but they don't know about it. You know what? Leave it like this. This will be like fucking Looper. This is going to be the memento where this it's just a like Tarantino e- moment. Every thirty seconds, you're going to be like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, episode title memento, and you'll figure out why later. <laughs>
<laughs> You'll figure it out at the end. I just uh, I have a tattoo on on uh, my stomach that, that it's facing up, and it just says "You're a dipshit." And I look down, <laughs> and I go, "Oh, <laughs> oh." <laughs> oh, shit. oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> that I needed those endorphins. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, big slav body. <laughs> you you pulled through yet again. Damn, now you now you do sound like your dad. <laughs> saying I fucked his dad. <laughs> Folks, I'm saying I fucked his dad. Anyway, I think the next uh probably like twenty seconds from now you're gonna you're gonna hear me say uh it's not a time for jokes, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing's nothing's funny. I, ju I just want like a version of me with wild hair to run in and be like, Rob, there's an issue. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's not you, it's your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just end the episode on, on the Back to the Future music? No, it would be now, but we're still in it. Fuck. Okay. That's why time paradoxes are confusing. Okay. It's going to be the Back to the Future music at the end, but think of this joke, which you won't understand until you get to the middle of it with the water. No, you know what? These are spoilers. So, yeah, I think I should clean up this water. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's, let's get this episode started slash finished. I was listening to uh, Nick Mullen, and he was just like, "Nothing's funny. No nothing is funny about the yeah. situation. Both like the 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 objects you could riff on aren't funny and shouldn't be funny. Like you know the people. You know who you don't need in the Black Death? Fucking clowns. Like yeah. you, you can definitely pass on that shit. But then there's not even that much. There's not even that many objects out there. You're just sitting in." The same space all day, every day. I literally, no joke, went to Brett earlier and I was like, man, this this week just feels like it's dragging on. Like, you know, I feel like uh, we our, our friend was just here the other day and now it's like, God, how, when's it going to be the weekend? He was like, tell me about it. Brett thought it was Thursday. I thought it was Tuesday, but it didn't matter. <laughs> and I didn't, it doesn't, yeah, I was about to say, what's the difference? It, and I didn't realize it until like six hours later. <laughs> it's God, no, but yeah, but, so insane. But yeah, I'm I'm with uh, Nick Mullen. Like, how are you supposed to? The the thing that kills comedians is like they become Seinfeld and they remove all of the inputs in their life that are sort of troublesome, yeah. right? And then they have okay, so it used to be a thousand, now it's five hundred, and then they get used to that five hundred inputs, and then they go, oh well, even some of these suck too, and so they cut it down, and then there's like two hundred and fifty points of contact, and then they get even more picky until they're just so cloistered that their brain isn't really moving. They're just existing from one comfort to the next with really nothing to say and no way to relate to other people. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. feel like that's been forced on everyone. Everybody, <laughs> everybody all at once. That's yeah. why Seinfeld's just like, hey, you never can find the other sock. It's like, yeah, I, I, I finally relate to that. A, because I got nothing else going on in this place. And also B, I'm afraid to go down to the, the laundromat because I might kill someone if I'm infected. So I am yeah. looking for every last sock around here. It's the weirdest, most bizarre time. I genuinely thought, I think it's finally dawning on me that I, I genuinely thought we were at a point where the next major event like, my conception of how reality worked was that the next major thing post-Occupy, post the financial collapse of 08, was, okay, we learned from that, we did a bunch of stuff, a bunch of us showed up uh, and started started yelling into microphones, and then a bunch of other people started doing on-the-ground organizing, and we had people way more cognizant of, like, what the actual possible solutions were that weren't just, let's do the same stuff we've done for 100 years. 
Mm-hmm. And I was very confident that, okay, next time we're going to have it. It, it. No matter when it comes, it's been, it's been almost a decade. It's been over a decade. We got this. And we're in the middle of it. And we're like a couple months into it. And I don't see any shot of us capitalizing on this moment at all. I mean, I would... Rob and I talk about this sometimes too. So I have I have larger larger thoughts on the whole leftist response and stuff so far. But it just started. Uh, all of this just started. The new shock just started. The economic crash just started. Like it's uh one of the frustrating things is living in any sort of transition time, everything feels like it's not moving at all, even if it's happening on the scale of three years or five years or a decade, that feels incredibly slow in the moment. So I think it's it's too early for us to say we've missed the moment. I do think uh, people are spiraling a little harder than I anticipated. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it makes sense. The, the one-two punch of Bernie getting fucked into a pandemic, into literally everyone saying both rape is okay and also you should go die for us. It's a lot. In the middle of uh, basically a psychological withdrawal. Like yeah. all of America is it's cold turkey withdrawing off of a like imperial core lifestyle uh, that they assumed would last forever. Right. Because why wouldn't it? And now everyone, everyone you know is simultaneously going through the same like psychic shock. So at our best, we would be in cuckoo bananas world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I think it's two things. I think one, I think it is too early for us to say like no opportunities have been lost yet. Things just started. Everybody's still locked inside. Uh, it, both this crisis and the economic fallout from it are not going away anytime fucking soon. So that is, if you're looking at it from that way, I would say, like, take some heart. We're good on that front. That said, I do think the spiraling is a topic that probably we should explore more. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Basically, like, since Bernie uh, stopped his campaign and endorsed Biden, uh, it feels like the the left refractured all over again. Yeah. And and there's a lot of different ideas being thrown out that we can talk through. Um, but for me, I'm going to be coming at this from like, I guess it's the veteran perspective. Uh, to me, a, a lot of leftism um, and a lot of, a lot of like the leftist chat tends to sort of lose the forest for the trees. Uh, so for me, my approach is largely the really old, dumb Navy saying, kiss, keep it simple, stupid, or in this case, keep it simple, socialists. I think every, <laughs> I think by and large, people make everything way too fucking complicated, which is not to say simple is easy, but it's to say it's wildly, wildly, wildly important uh, and constantly ignored. Um, so that, that's sort of like my approach to this shit. And I, we can talk through like the various options people are proposing and stuff like that. We, we do have something of... Uh, to understate it, we do have something of a problem with our time scale. Like the idea of uh, the immortal science of, of Marxism, Leninism, and that we'll just keep doing the dialectic until we have it all figured out, and then we'll we'll get there eventually. I don't think there's an eventually. Um, I, I think like we need to really be honest about uh, the conditions of the present mm-hmm. and what we can do just to get out of the fucking fire because. Uh, uh, the planet's on fire, a pandemic's hitting, and uh, it, it's kind of looking like the ruling class is just going to go, fuck it, squeeze the stone until we get all the blood. Yeah, and then bail to their bunkers, which they're already starting to do. Uh, I talked about this last week. Uh, you know, what did what the Dems do with another full week in a pandemic and in the middle of this fucking Great Depression, basically? 
Uh, last week, they didn't do anything. What did they do this week? Uh, they're trying to get a bailout. Pelosi's trying to get a bailout for fucking lobbyists. Like, K-Street. To me, to me it's, it's, you, you judge leaders and people who claim to want to do good things based on what they do when everyone is fucking suffering. If they have no time or willingness to actually help regular people when people need them most, then what good are you? And that, to me, applies to leftists, too. What good are you if when everyone is suffering, what you want to do is wank off about some bullshit that doesn't help them right now? So what the fuck are you doing to help them right now? And maybe like, oh, I'm too I'm too short term with my thinking. Like, that's fine. You know who else is? Basically, everyone's suffering because right now they're suffering a fuckload and you have the opportunity to help them. Even setting aside that, like, you want to radicalize them or bring them on board all of which is more feasible if you help them fucking be a decent human. They need assistance right now. And by God, the government has fully fucking abandoned us. Uh, and the only time they seem to want to interact is to kill us further. So what are you doing? What is your fucking plan to do something to help those people? That is the plan that I want to hear. I don't give a fuck if it's really simple and stupid. And you're like, I, I am just me and three other people. So all I can do is affect my little circle. Hey, that's great. Like, honestly, genuinely good. Um, and I don't think a leftist terminology needs to come in here. That's great. Do what you can. But like these grand fucking plans to me are useless because none of them involve doing things to help people in a crisis. And it's not like the crises are just going to suddenly stop. Like they will just keep escalating and accelerating. So if you can't figure out how to adapt uh, and help people in the midst of crisis, then what is the fucking point of your leadership? Right. Especially if your end goal is to make people's lives better. Seems like that's something we should be doing the whole fucking way through while steadily building up to the point that you can apply the everyone moniker. Right. You start with who you can and then you go from there. But I don't know. I, I like I'm just a fucking simple veteran. Like to me, this concept of like, for instance, the one of like take over Walmart and Amazon or or, or make the military radicalize. And then once we have a, a big a big uh base of logistics and power, then we can help people. I always feel like a I always have that, you know, inferiority about, oh, my God, am I actually the one doing the LARPing? And then you say that you've seen people talk about taking over Amazon and Walmart. And I go, oh, no, I'm actually a very practical <laughs> human being with normal, normal views about the world. OK, cool. There's like so a, I hadn't uh, seen that one. There's a really popular book uh, out on it right now. I don't know what it's called. I just hear lefties talk about it on podcasts. I think Matt Chrisman talked about it. Just some idea of like in the same way that you can nationalize X, Y, Z because of their inherent utility that if you nationalize certain large supply chains, you already have the beginnings of some sort of managed economy. Uh, I can't give you more than that. I eat yeah, the styrofoam peanuts that come in boxes. <laughs> well, like, even that, I know they're like, bad. I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, they shouldn't call them peanuts if they don't want you to eat them. That's 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 a doubled cross if I've ever seen one. I'll be honest. I was eating them before I knew they were called that. I called them <laughs> scrumptious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, even then, like we like that's cute that like we think that that's a viable op. Like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. We can't. So like, utilities are a real thing that is regulated begrudgingly in this country. We can't even get internet regulated as a utility without everything left of Bernie Sanders yelling that that's socialism and you can't possibly do that. And you think you're coming for Jeff Bezos and the Walton family? Like, no, nice fucking try. Go back to square one if that is your strategy, because you don't have the the the, you know, polity 
to elect a mild social Democrat, but you've got enough of a movement to nationalize the largest industry of all time. Yeah, fuck off. No, no, you <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. Stop it. Look, theory is is really important, and like having having the the big picture answers in terms of like how to run the economy once you have uh, the reins of power. Like, yeah, definitely know what's up. You don't want to like launch into space and then be like, how do we fly this thing? I get that. Um, but we can, it, it does us no good if we have all these great ideas and then we put them in newspapers that like no one reads, you know, yeah. like we probably need people. Uh-huh. I think we need people first and like, not just posters, like I, maybe like a little less debate on, uh, the, the NEP and more on just like, can you get five people that weren't socialists before to say like, I am a socialist now. I, I think I pretty much get it. Because if you can't do that, it doesn't matter what else you have. You're like, oh, we're the SRA. Everyone, everyone's fully armed and we're going to protect. If everyone's 12 people, no one gives a shit. You're the Austin Red Guard, right? Like, what can yeah. you actually do? Be realistic. You know, is anyone going to read Mao uh, if they're not a socialist? Probably not. They have to have some sort of sympathies to the left to even consider it. Yeah. I mean, Mao's the guy that like killed millions of people, right? So the idea that you are actually like morally correct about the thing doesn't make you persuasive and it doesn't necessarily move things forward uh, without action at a level that obtains results. I would say I like I a lot of that to me is like this big bucket of our solution is to attack the people internally, the the people who failed or the people who we felt like didn't have the right ideology. Right. Like that seems to be another big bucket. And like that is obviously infuriating for so so many reasons but there is a thing that happens there's a thing that happens on the american left or i want to be kind of sympathetic to it which is i think a lot of people move their way to the left by passing through liberalism and unfortunately i think a lot of people take uh the sort of academic condescension with them as they pass through liberalism Right, because the centrists believe it too. I think libertarians are pretty down with that as well. Like it's it's a fairly popular way to approach politics in this country, and I, I think it's a fucking shame to bring that into uh, what is supposed to be um, a way of looking at the world and politics in which you center regular people. Is it centering regular people to use words no one understands? If I talk to you, uh, it, it's like when you get into a new hobby or a new field, and people only talk to you using jargon. How is that useful? How is it useful to use words that no one fucking knows what they mean, but you feel better because you use a ten dollar word? Well, like, it, it, great. it reifies your position as a gatekeeper, and you think like, well, in isolation, that seems like a bad thing to do. That'd be immoral. But if you genuinely believe you're right, because, for example, you've been a leftist longer than everyone else, then now all of a sudden you're actually a crusader, and it, it's your duty to to look. If you can't do the work, you know, it's that sort of thing. People want to signal their, their, that they are, in fact, a socialist and they, they do have answers and they, they do it rather, they do it because connecting to people is hard and throwing out a bunch of jargon sort of, it's a vacant symbol for intellectualism. I, I do think it also comes from a place of like feeling powerless and this is the, the, a very easy thing, right? Like, like as in, mm-hmm. if you learn enough of the lingo, then it feels like you're a part of the group and then you can talk to people not within the group in a way that makes you feel important. And I, I get that. I, I belong too. 
I also know those words. Kropotkin. I, I genuinely understand that, but I think the goal should be to get your language and communication to the point of Vonnegut levels, I think should be the point. If everything should be simplified to the point where you can use as frequently as possible, uh, like they say in the South, a $2 word instead of a $10 word, right? Explain things to people in a way like mutual aid's a cool term. What does that mean? If you just say like it's doing things for other people, because that's the good thing to do. And then hopefully in the future, they'll know to do good things for other people too. And it's like, that sounds pretty nice. I think most people are going to be on board with that. There wasn't really a need to start with highfalutin terminology when you're talking to somebody who doesn't know this. Like, yeah, you can transition to that in the same way that like when you speak to a beginner audience and like a hobby that you love or an industry that you love, you, you use terminology that is easy to understand. And then as they move further into it, you can start to become a little more precise you can start to use those very specific terms. But to me, right, why not make it so it's approachable, right? Like both from a messaging perspective, Medicare for all plays well because it's easy and approachable. Everybody knows what that means. You're you're doing the the dim thing, right, of, of saying like, you know what, we have a tax credit plan. And uh, if you are have EIC and then you make under 60K, but above 42K, then what's going to happen is you'll get enough uh, tax credits for daycare centers that... And you're like, wait, are you trying to say free daycare for all? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, why the fuck did you put it that way? Like that, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I'm just angry now. I just feel like you're being a dick. But yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like attempt to be approachable to people like you claim to care about and you want to be on your side. Yeah, uh, to your language thing. I think precision language is important when you're dealing with with such like high level ideas where the specificity the, where the specificity brought out by the language is like genuinely essential but again we're trying to talk to regular people don't do that shit in fact that's intimidating yeah. to yeah. a lot of people just speak normal uh, the thing i fear is, is that all of this language is just mirroring the liberal technocratic uh worldview in terms of governance we see uh the government we have now and the ideology capitalism and we pick up the the linguistic ticks from it and now we bring it into our own ideology uh, and our own systems which are meant to be opposed to that but we're just mirroring it because we're trapped by ideology anyway uh listen to zizek yeah this is like if, if uh as a veteran actually this is something that like you genuinely run into because there's so much jargon in the military and if you try to explain to someone who's not one in the military two in your branch three in your specific career field Using the jargon that you know, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. If I go like, yeah, no, so my job was uh, putting out TAFs, uh, uh, warnings, watches, advisories. Uh, we, we were looking at uh, knots, uh, direction, directionality, uh, viz, uh, below or above five miles under 10. And you wait, go like, wait, wait, wait a second. Were, were you, uh, your MOS is a, a 12 banger, or is that something you swapped into AIT after OCS? And you go like, what the fuck does that mean? If I'm like, I did weather forecasts, and you know, when weather got crazy, we tried to do stuff to make sure like no one got injured and nothing got fucked up. It's like, oh yeah, I get what that is. Like, there's no reason to start with the jargon other than wanting to make sure you impress people, which like, that is a deep need, especially in, in America, the need to impress people to prove worth because like th the basic idea here is that you're all worthless unless you have money and none of us have money. Playing a devil's advocate for a second uh, because I'm a white male, that's my inherent racial trait. An anarchist today was saying that it's actually really useful to have jargon because some dumb fuck uh, Scotland Yard report or something from back in the 90s or whatever 
they said it's not worth infiltrating anarchist organizations because it takes fucking years just to get up the jargon and bullshit to be truly accepted by them. So uh, so they were told to they, they decided it's not worth our investment uh, in terms of leading investigations into it. By the way, part of that calculus is because those groups never do anything. So you. it also doesn't matter. I was going to say, so wait, it's a good thing that you're impenetrable. Nobody can join you. Yeah, That's you, like as a social yeah, for like, you know, what's dope is that we'll never be anything but hyper. Even people who are full time employed trying to get into this organization can't have the level of theory required to be or accepted. understand you fully yeah that's great no that seems like a great way to dope. do things i like that let's say logic would keep the fbi from infiltrating like the starcraft 2 community it's not a helpful thing like it doesn't make a, a big difference here that must be all the libertarians uh keep from being investigated because they have all the different terms you know like a febophilia <laughs> it throws everyone off and they're like we can't get you and they're like that's that's maritime law <laughs> I, have a, I have a letter of mark that says uh, i thought she was 15 <laughs> no 16 fuck god damn it god fuck <laughs> every libertarian convention is must see tv if it weren't for covid i'd go to it did you ever go to one of those, uh, Nathan? No, thank Jesus. I uh, I avoided that particular cringe because uh, just as I am now, I uh, I dread going to large groups of people. Uh, just not a thing I enjoy. So really great for you someone. To, you have to get over that people. shit. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, from, from what I've experienced um, in the South and then uh, here in New York, a lot of there's going to be a lot of uh, groups of people when you're yeah. doing leftist stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of marching um a lot of asking people uh where where did you get the the lyrics for this chant where do i get one of those posters um why won't this guy shut up yeah there's a lot yeah. of collaboration oh yeah yeah i appreciate that's 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 the hard part is again and it's also again it's the quarantine it's all of that where it's it's all this pent up where it's like do i i you know i don't i don't want to endanger i don't want to try and help someone because i'm trying to make myself feel better and then end up endangering people because i don't know if i have a yeah, that invisible is, that virus that, that's going to target the kind of people that i would want to be helping um that that kind of seems like a, a catch-22 of, of oh god do i do that or is that just justifying my indifference to wanting to act i don't know um, yeah to me it's 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 sort of like you you start with the single node and you move from there and the single node is you like if you have a family it's you and your family then it's you and your family and your loved ones then it's maybe your neighbors and it's people bright and you move outwards with what you can help when you can help but it starts with like keeping yourself alive and stable enough to do any of those things yeah. like if you're trapped in the military right now because like you like me got fucked i get that there's probably not a ton you can do beyond very simple things in the smallest possible circle but like that's okay keep yourself rolling yeah right? everyone everyone do whatever you you actually can My, michael brooks uh, i was listening to last night and he had a, a veteran who's like trapped on one of these navy ships and he's just like I'm just trapped on like the COVID pirate fleet of the Imperial Corps. <laughs> like I hate every single day here. I can't, I'm powerless. I can't help my, my comrades. I, I just cry every single night. And, and Michael Brooks, I think had an amazing answer that I can't do justice to. But he said basically like, hey man, uh, I hear you. Like I'm, I'm with you. Your integrity is, it, it obviously shines through. I can, I can see it in your words. And you know what? Look around. See what you can reasonably do while taking care of yourself and do that. And when you get back, uh, we'll handle the politics while you're gone. Okay. As long as everyone's still moving the ball a little bit, when we get back together, we'll, we'll see what we've got. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, that's don't sort beat of, yourself up. Like we're working on it. That's yeah. where I sort of get frustrated with the, the sort of like, I know I keep calling it moonshots, but that's how it feels. The sort of moonshot ideal, because 
I mean, move the ball. Start with that, yeah. right? Like, you, if we did just activate a ton of people with Bernie and you did just get a bunch of people used to knocking on doors and talking to regular people and saying things about solidarity and doing it in a way that's easier for people to understand, that's a good start. Let's keep doing some of that, maybe? A bit yeah, I mean, this is something I've said on, on the show before and to everybody that'll listen, but uh, whether or not he meant this, uh, when Bernie was like, well, are you willing to fight for someone that isn't yourself? I always thought that was longitudinal and, and generational. Uh, now, now, Brett, uh, you, you think that like shit's going to accelerate pretty quickly now, and, and you might be right there. That, that, that's, a, that's a very real uh, reality. But for me, it's just like I always sort of expected, okay, let's say we have 100 years before like climate change is like fucking, it, it's over, 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 mm -hmm. right? what can we do right now from where we are? Like you play out all the possible scenarios from here to the victory condition. And as far as I can tell, all of them, we need to massively leverage network effects, right? If I can get five people before I'm out of here uh, to be socialists, that means next generation, they got five of them. And if they just get five, now we have, look, I, I went to Florida for my math education. I can't do the numbers, but that number goes up pretty quick, right? Isn't that how network effects work? Yes, that is exactly how network effects work. And that's all from one task that you could probably do in a reasonable amount of time. I saw but pay yeah. it forward. I know how this works. It is a successful model. <laughs> it does work. And I mean, I, that, that does seem to me, seem to be the fundamental basis of like to use un, unnecessarily complicated terminology, like building alternative power creating anything that can actually help people and has any sort of power within our current system, that seems like a pretty good way to do it, right? And, and so if we activated more people, more people are comfortable doing that, then let's keep doing that. Yes. All right, let's, let's keep that moving. And, you know, pick the thing that works for you, you know, rent strikes, just strikes in general, helping workers out because there's a lot of workers being taken advantage of right now, right? Like helping people get food, and making it known and when people ask, like, you're doing, you're socialist. That's, that's the ideology. You're living the thing. Suddenly, everything seems more approachable on that side. If the person who goes like, yeah, man, you are getting fucked. I agree. That's bullshit. Like, let me see what I can do to help you out. I'm also getting fucked, but here's a little bit I can offer. Yeah. When that person comes around with a, some fucking wild-eyed political idea, I'm probably going to listen to them just out of, like, decency and respect because they were a human to me when everybody else in the society treated me like fucking trash because that's what we do we treat everybody like trash so like just being human can do wonders and so i like i understand that like we're all so alienated and it's so tempting to be like it's because your theory is not great or your theory is not great but it's like who fucking gives a shit what your goddamn it, theory it, is just help yeah. somebody at, at this point we're so far from like reaching the good parts of the story it feels like that like we we need to, we need to lay the firmament upon which the good shit happens. And I mean the good news is like you, we're if the crises keep hitting as they have been or even just this one keeps keeps stretching on for a long time like it likely will that those things move faster than you'd think. God, it fucking helps so much like just being decent in a society that will murder you that every single person in charge says like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to let you die, but I really need my nails done. So pff, tough shit. Like being the one decent aspect of that, it's like, even if you don't accomplish. Brett's just, Brett's just white knuckling the mic. I was, I, that's like, what I was about to you, say. 
<laughs> it's it's one of those things to me that like I get just get so frustrated because like I mean this is something I talk to myself about a lot too. But like even You're just if, squeezing his hair now. Even if you don't accomplish <laughs> so mad. Even if you don't accomplish the long term goal in the short term, you may you ease suffering. Like, how is that not worth it? it Genuinely, like how is that not worth it? Everyone's suffering horribly. Like, offer something good, Jesus. Give them anything. Like, fuck, even if we're all sliding into the abyss, at least make it a better goddamn ride. Like, that's okay. If that's all you could do, that's okay. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> yep. No. Who are you addressing this to? No, no, this is just, it's just directed at, 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 at honestly, almost everybody, but definitely everybody on the left who I feel like is getting lost down these rabbit holes of like, being angry at other people's tendencies not being good enough or, or like trying to accuse somebody of being a Nazi. And it's like, that's all well and good. I mean, it's not. That's that's fucking bullshit. And I genuinely believe it's a waste of your time. I don't think any of that moves the ball forward at all, even an inch. But like, why not? Like, if you're going to do that, if you feel like you can't get that, at least do something for other people. Right? Like, let's start with that fucking basis. If you're doing that, I will listen to your other bullshit. Genuinely, I will. Because like, it's absolutely deserved. At that point, it makes more sense to assume good faith because you've seen them do something. Like someone who has actually gone out and recruited people or done a little little campaign in their neighborhood to organize or, you know, do mutual, whatever it is they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. If I know they're doing that, then pretty good indicator that they're not a secret Nazi or saboteur. And if they are, well, let's milk all the labor out of them as, as we can. Yeah. Right, like, and I and I can give you tons of cynical reasons why you should do this, but honestly, I'm not going to because you should do it because it's the right thing to do. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of doing the like lib thing of like here's the chess reasons for it. fuck that. Just do the fucking right thing. Like I genuinely, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of trying to justify shit based off of like how much sense it makes in a cynical vision of the world. Like maybe just stop being cynical for a second and do good things for other people. Yeah, for as much as libs like to fucking invoke Kant, it doesn't make any sort of sense. They're as a as a, a, a coherent worldview, it doesn't. I, and, and perpetual cynicism, and it hasn't done a goddamn thing to either one improve the world or improve your life. We're all just miserable. The cynicism isn't helping anybody. Yeah, it's not it, helping me. I'm constantly miserable, and I'm cynical all the time. It's useless. Everybody voted like really tactically and politically for like the last fifty years, and it got us here. We 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 had nothing but Rhodes scholars, and it got us here. Yeah, it's. I, I just like. I'm tired of it. Just. <laughs> Let's just start with doing the right thing and fucking go from there. Aunt genuinely, if the simple, if this end goal is better lives for people, then let's start with making their lives better. If you are very into theory, if you are someone that is that is deep in the weeds on it and thinks that 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 is the end all be all of getting it right, the next logical step would be okay. I've got all the theory down. So what did the guys that write all the theory say we should do? Um. And I, I, I'm not going to say I've read all the theory, because I definitely haven't, but um, everyone I've read so far includes, at every single step of the process, going out to people and materially improving their lives. I have not read one version of, of leftist theory that does not involve, and hey, by the way, the way you achieve this is to go out to the people feed them, clothe them, house them, do whatever you can to show them that you are on their side because the only way people will believe you is if you do that materially. Words are bullshit. They don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Stop just saying them. And and mm -hmm. actively yeah. improve their lives. And I think that's the only part that I'm 
again, I'm, I'm trying to peel myself back and not be so critical because I know how little I do. Um, but I guess my only frustration and the, the one thing that I was like, if I, if you gave me the keys, what would I do right now? If, if I had the keys and you're asking, what do I do right now? Well, okay. We've got Bernie's whole organizing, organizing thing. We've talked about it a number of times that they had more ground game and more States than anybody else. Did. They had people everywhere knocking on doors. The, the, those people would be no better than anyone. The material conditions of the places they were knocking on when you're knocking in doors in, you know, California, I'm sure the things that are matter to them and that are important to them and that they need help with are different than when you're knocking on doors in Mississippi. Those people could then set up, all right, what do you need? What can we do? Well, the people in California need this, people in here need this. Okay, split up. Let's all fix, try and fix that one problem for that group of people that you were knocking on doors for. That's all you got to do. Go back and re-knock on their doors now that the election's over. Go, hey, I know we were here for campaign season. We're not here anymore. Just letting you know we're still going to keep fighting for you. We want to do it. Is what do you need and how can we help? That's something that Bernie Sanders could do if he wanted to do it. it, it there, I, I can't see any single reason that he could not mo just completely say, you know what? The route I've been trying this at for 40 something years or however long I've been in Congress ain't getting it done. I genuinely want to help people. I have a group of people that are motivated to do that. And I have the ability to turn on a Twitch stream and say, I am now asking you for some more money and get an immediate influx of cash. Let's see if we can put that out in the community and do actual tangible good for people instead of asking them for their vote. Because then maybe if we'd have been doing that for the last four years. I, I, don't, I don't disagree at all, Nathan. In the meantime, while we wait for somebody that we can't control to decide what he wants to do with that power, yeah, once we, we get we another still do great man, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, if he has the, the the reins or the keys to that, there's not much I can do about that personally, right? But I will do what I can. That's sort of what I want to emphasize is like, yeah, there are people with with larger capabilities than me, and it is extremely disappointing to see them doing very little with it. And I keep hoping that they'll their better sides will come out and we'll see some cool shit. But until then, let's do what we can, what I can, what you can, right? And like, I'm constantly frustrated myself too because I want to do, I feel like I'd never do enough and I should be doing more, Yes. right? And I, but, but I'm happy that my frustration is pointed in the direction, in that direction, right? Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a healthier thing to do. My, my, my frustration is not directed at other people who say they're my allies, uh, do everything to support me, but have slightly different ideas on theory, like, it's not directed at them. I think they're all, they did good work. I appreciated Chapel getting on the ground and trying to do shit. That was pretty dope. Yeah. Like genuinely, I appreciate that. Like regardless yeah. of my feelings on them, good, bad, positive, whatever. Like I appreciate that they did that shit. And like, I'm happy to work with them anytime uh, that they're doing stuff like that. I'm happy to work with anybody doing shit like that. Like to me, that's sort of the point. I'm going to assume best intentions, even with like Warren, for instance, like I get, yeah, you know, I had faith in her and then it feels like she betrayed the, she betrayed progressives in general across the board. It feels like it's a fairly absolute betrayal at this point. I feel fairly confident saying like, there's really no positive you can get out of recent events. It doesn't. She did go on the hill to say that Tara Reid was lying and that uh, Joe Biden credibly and convincingly dismissed the claims. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's absolutely despicable. That said, I'm not going to turn people away and assuming they're traitors if they're trying to do good things at the time, right? So I, I don't have any real regrets on believing her while she was doing the things she said she believed. It's a genuine shame. I can't tell if she changed her mind or she decided that power wasn't more important. It's like, uh, that's a poker thing too, being process versus outcome oriented, right? They're like process versus outcome is, okay, I've got aces here. I've got kings, whatever. 
what should I do here? Well, I have no indication at this current moment that I should not play these as hard as I possibly can. Now, sometimes you have aces, and it turns out uh, those lose. And if you're outcome-focused, uh, you go, well, fuck, I guess I'm not playing aces anymore. Next time I get aces, I need to be suspect of that. No, you dummy. Yeah. You little uh, evolved ape brain. No, that's not how it works. Process is just saying develop a system and apply it. And I think on the left, one that begins with empathy, I mean, A, because just like thematically, doesn't it just work? But also like functionally, <laughs> functionally, it's the only thing you can do because you cannot get sufficient mass of people together if your first order is NKVDing them to find out if yeah. there's something predictive and that they're going to sabotage you. Like, you know what? We're probably never and should never uh, get to that point, but it's definitely not now. Yeah, if they're if people are are doing good things, believe them. I like that. If, to me, it feels fairly straightforward. If they, you know, show themselves to be otherwise, then all right. At that point, feel free to like freeze them out. But you know like, how many people are shitty like from day one. If if you get like day three hundred out of someone, and then it still turns out they're not they're not a comrade from then on out. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, yeah, it's still better than normal. I mean, this is again like, <laughs> like the the Warren thing was awful. Uh, every step of that sucked, but like. The years she spent uh, haranguing bankers and convincing people bankers are pieces of shit, and the guy who runs Goldman Sachs is an asshole. Like, yeah, that was good. I'll take that. That part was good. Was it still better than Pelosi that entire time? Yeah, yeah. it definitely was. I, I, I would still <laughs> rather end a better way, but like, all right, yeah, fucking let's uh, we wipe that board and we start a new one. Yeah, not not going to support her now, but uh, yeah, no, definitely not. But I'm not saying, by the way, not saying work with the 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 libs or compromise. Uh, to libs or all that i'm just saying yeah. when it comes to building our movement oh um, that's not the same thing i'm yeah. saying if they are doing well, I, things I can just i can just hear there's a lot of fucking people out there that the second they hear something that doesn't immediately agree with their ideology their brain just clicks into oh okay gotta cancel this person yeah you need to go fuck yourself they're literally Let me be people, as clear as possible about that yeah. go fuck yourself because yeah, everybody What's came everybody came here from a different perspective that wasn't born socialist you live in an entire system in in the fucking capital of the system with the best propaganda the the most control over media able to reach the furthest masses possible in the history of the world yeah no shit it took you a minute to get here you probably didn't do things you're thrilled about that's why basically every veteran who's on the left sees this work as absolution we don't see it as like cosplay or like this is my opportunity to big shot it's it's like genuinely i need to make up whether i was tricked or not like mistakes were made and i'm this is how i plan on atoning i'm trying to do good things because i recognize that i haven't always done good things and can i not improve am, am i not allowed to get better is that not something that socialists believe in like fuck you if that's something you're not down with go fuck yourself like jesus christ like have have the fucking decency to recognize that some people want to improve and you should offer them a hand when they do and then when they fuck you over go like all right i'm, I'm done with you that's fine but like Give them the chance to help. Give them one shot. Fuck. Give them what that's I think that's the biggest thing is you have to like I, I genuinely, genuinely believe I, I, again, once someone turns, so like Elizabeth Warren would be a good example. Like Elizabeth Warren said a bunch of, of awful, you know, said a bunch of good, very progressive, was was playing the role in a way that in this exact dichotomy we're talking about, like, yeah, let's hear her out. She hasn't sold, she hasn't done anything. Yeah, she was a shitty Republican for a long time. Okay, but she saw it. It took her a long time to see it. She saw it. She's moving, she's trying to do good. 
then she kind of showed that, oh, no, maybe the first part was actually what she really believed, and the other stuff in between was the was the wrong part. Okay, well, now she's cut off. There, If she goes back to saying, like, in two months, if she goes back to saying, bankers are evil and we should, like, we're not going to get back on her team then because we're going to, the, the there's only so much you can kind of mm-hmm. show me what you're really like before that happens. I have to give you the benefit of the doubt until you do something else to show me that that you're lying to me. Because if all you're doing is saying I want to do good things and doing the good things, I don't want you to chop your arm off to prove to me that you're loyal. It just doesn't none of this feels productive. It doesn't feel like an organization that I if that was the barrier to entry, I don't want to join. I I mean I definitely don't want to get involved with people that are that judgmental. It's it's, it's fantasy too because there's no there's no even world where you Nathan could be like, "Okay, uh, yeah, you, you need to cut your arm off to join, to use that that metaphor, yeah, right? Please. That's just your opinion. What yes. about me? I'm also in the coalition. Yeah. I think that's fucking bullshit. Yes. Like, I don't think that that is what is required here. So we all need to agree on a, a dynamically adjusting penance level for each person. Uh, and, and once they've got enough good place points, they can enter our, our big tent uh, centering working people movement. Uh I don't know, man. That might be rough. Also, like working people have to, even within uh, the United States, have to put up with like a, a lot of shit that is difficult and pushes them into areas that are not always uh, their best selves. Uh, certainly, before they get the education and, and ideology to even understand what is going on around them. So I have a really hard time just shutting the door on people i i can't i i just and this has been i mean i think this is probably the root cause of of all of my cognitive dissonance and just general misery the last i don't know week and a half two weeks um i i don't i don't know i feel like i feel like what i've seen of of the left lately has been far more interested in doing that than they have been doing anything else um, and it may just be because I'm insulated and I need to get out of it and I need to to look at other people or other areas and, and try and find some good in it. But all it feels like uh, has been a, an escalating series of, OK, who can we get now? And uh, there's been two distinct occasions now in the last three months, give or take, of people that I thought were abhorrent. And I, uh, oh, no, burn them at the stake, send them out to die. Uh, they They don't belong. They're not part of my team. Get out of here. And now... I get more facts and I feel like trash about that. And so it, it just, I, I can't see any good on it. I can't see how it moves us forward. And yet the people that I, I, there are people I have a lot of respect for in this movement that that's their entire game plan. That's their entire mindset. And I don't know how to reconcile those two facts. I, I just don't. That one's rougher in general. I keep hoping that uh, this is just like momentary lapse in judgment or like temporary derangement just because everything has gone so fucking crazy and they'll come to their senses and start doing something productive you know but uh random thing here but i mean i I read about this before but it was interesting i was reading a uh a book for class by this like fucking columbia business school douchebag and uh interestingly enough even this dude's like man fuck google apple amazon and facebook these people are fucking assholes and it's like interesting uh, i'm glad well, you guys see it too don't 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 say that because apparently the the guy who invented ai at google is one of my twitter followers <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you need more evidence of of their uh lack of character <laughs> uh but one of the one of the things that he talked about in a little more detail than i've seen elsewhere is that 
the way the algorithm works uh, for Facebook, and it works this way for YouTube as well, is it is trying to get you involved in politics, right? And it's not doing this with like an intent in mind, but it's trying to get you involved in politics because everything is designed to maximize engagement. And maximal engagement, the algorithm has discovered, is on politics. So if it can take you, person who's not engaged or who doesn't really care or pay much attention, to get you into politics, you'll get a little more engagement out of them. And then once you're in, if we can figure out what bucket to put you in and move you that direction, whether it's right or live slash left, we are bucketed together, sadly. Well, quick addendum. Mm-hmm. I would say we aren't bucketed together uh, because of the GOP Dem thing. If you if the algorithm starts sending you GOP stuff, the GOP keeps radicalizing you to the right. Uh, I think the Dem one is sort of a problem because there's a split path. You start getting Dem stuff, and you can go down to like Yes Queen Beyonce and Hillary on stage at Philly before she flopped on her face at Javits. You can go down that route where you're just like Daddy Mueller, and that's what you're getting. You're essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming more deranged, but not actually moving your political positions at all. Uh, or, you know, you, you have bread tube, but each of those is, it's a stiffer algorithm. But yes, the, the idea that uh, emotion is going to drive your engagement regardless. Yeah. And I, I mean, so that's sort of part of my complaint is like, you could grease the grease the wheels on that one a little bit and make it just, if you're more accepting and you recognize that that is the process. I mean, they're just basically... Uh, manipulating people into the process of radicalization for you. So you just need to do a better job of putting up guideposts, waypoints, and being accepting as people move through that process. And it's like, then the algorithm, for better or worse, works for both you and the Nazis, which right now it really only works for the Nazis because they're the other ones with the designated pathway, right? That That is, that is what the algorithm is designed to do. Uh, and it does that in absolutely every single country that it works in. YouTube does the same thing. So there's something to be said for recognizing that like it's actually a little easier than it used to be to radicalize people if you pay attention to the process and actually are accepting of people along the path, right? If you say you're at this point, go fuck yourself. Yeah, there's probably a good chance they won't make it all the way down. And like, maybe don't do that. Maybe like, hey, they went from dude who thinks only when people talk quietly in sweater vests that that's politics to hey, these Chapo boys have some good points. Like, that's a success. And they probably will keep moving down a specific pathway at that point. So uh, something to keep in mind. I, but it's really interesting to get into that. Like, that's sort of what I meant when uh, I was saying, like, the, the Nazis have been more flexible and adaptable. They understood on on a gut level that that's what that process was way before everybody else way before the think pieces came out. The reason people figured out the algorithm was doing that was watching how effective it was for the Nazis who maximized on that. So I think that that's something to be aware of is that like we do need to be way more adaptable. And part of that is so much of uh, the liberal and even leftist ecosystem is dominated by people that are older or academics and are not necessarily deeply in touch with those kinds of things. Like, Give the fucking Zoomers a chance and let's see what they can do with this shit. Because I imagine it's a lot. Because they understand the systems in a way that the rest of us don't, right? Like, I can explain what the algorithm does, but living it makes such a difference. Yeah, I've never seen... I, I'm i hitting that weird age where I, I, I don't understand how it works anymore. Like, I've never been good <laughs> at any of that. But, like, I'm looking at things and just like, 
Oh, God. Oh, God. I actually need an interpreter. I have to call someone younger than me and say, can you explain why this is relevant? I don't know. And I'm on it every day. I'm staring at it. And yet it still managed to elude me. So, yeah, I'm definitely missing a key part of my brain that allows me to understand how that how that works. Here's reality. the thing. Churdley's is a Grimes number of Gex. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem is that all those words should mean something. And I don't even get the root. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I'm proud of myself that I got most of that. I'm not proud of myself. Yeah, I'm not proud of you either for that. <laughs> <laughs> Grooming used to be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 be I'm becoming an Epstein Democrat. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, you know what? You, you think it, people would be, uh, but they're very accepting. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's most of them. You're in good company. Well, not good company. You're in a lot of company. <laughs> I am in a lot. And you know what? The thing is, I can keep reading all my favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy all your favorite physicists. Uh, all my favorite physicists, uh, pop psychologists, uh, people with insights, MSNBC hosts. Go back to Harvard. The yeah, Simpsons. I, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as uh, tough as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, Ghislaine can be a bit of a B-word, but that's life. <laughs> Just looking forward to the True and On episode on Rob. Uh, by the way, there's there's this water bottle that Rob that's sitting next to Rob open, and I and I it's it's Chekhov's water bottle for me. Like I just keep waiting for it to fucking get knocked over. This is taught this is theory and praxis, right? Because we said you gotta give everyone a chance, right? And I haven't knocked this water bottle over since I, the, look, a couple pods ago, I knocked a water bottle over and, you know, that, that world historic event, Twice. I understand <laughs> it hasn't, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't do the self crit necessary, but I've taken the time as you can see here, no problem. So I, I will alert you as soon as we have an issue <laughs> and we can adjust from there. But I think we might, I think we got it on this one. I'm going to leave that. The dialectics yeah. has figured out water bottles. <laughs> I think we did get it, but yeah, there is. Mm, I was just watching it, waiting for the water bottle to go off. Buddy, you're fucking uh, ripping the cords out of your mic. Tend to your own garden. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed that first. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm more worried about the fact that you might just like spasmodically, spasmatically, spasmodically. Uh. Uh, I'd be more worried that you might just like spasmodically kick over my uh, my bottle of water if I say the name Mehdi Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. You know what I do like to think about though with Medi? Rob and I were talking about this the other day. What is a fun way to think about like the really insane people is be like, wait, this person is nominally a professional that has to work with all these other people, uh, like all the other people on the intercept, and they also see his posts. Yeah, that's the thing I never really <laughs> understood. Like, I mean, like I have a K pop avatar and I look at Medi like, have you no sense of shame, sir? <laughs> like, don't you have to like doesn't Glenn Greenwald see your shit and just go like Medi, you, you represent all of us. <laughs> By the way, a fun Medi Hassan thing is he's totally staked his, like, no, Biden can be good for the left uh, on if only he makes Warren his VP. <laughs> oh, uh, so whenever the Biden VP pick comes in, which it definitely won't be Warren, I'm no. really like, oh, yeah, the Medi meltdown will be wonderful. I see all the candidates... All the VP stuff is just like, oh, I need something. I need anything. 
just for a tenuous grasp on on reality at this point. And that I feel like is the closest buoy in the in the sea of garbage that I'm wading through is is Biden will announce a VP. And I feel like that'll energize. Like I've got like a couple big events that I think are like like you get close to that speed boost on Sonic the Hedgehog or something like I just got to get there and then I can ramp into it. There's always Kissinger. Kissinger is like a res- it feels like a break glass in case of emergency endorphin thing, but like that man literally could die at any moment it feels like and yet doesn't. He's either uh, eternal or he should be already dead. I don't want Kissinger um, to die yet. Wh- I don't, why? I don't, this is like the only time I've wanted him to not die because like there's so many uh creative, inspiring and and motivated frankly people that over the years have developed just fantastical plans about how they're going to respond to Kissinger dying. And I don't want us to be in quarantine when it happens. That's a valid point. (laughs) That's a very valid. We haven't had our Margaret Thatcher dying lately. I feel like we didn't do it to Reagan hard enough. And I feel like Kissinger will be the first time that we just have one that we can all go, you know, collectively celebrate. Uh, I hope that RBG and Kissinger die on the same day. Oh my (laughs) God dueling funerals no it'll be like when when jefferson and adams died on the same day <laughs> <laughs> just writing letters to each other no just two pieces of shit we're finally rid of <laughs> <laughs> the toilet finally flushed see i can't handle that i feel like that would be like having your birthday on christmas <laughs> you're gonna him. lose there's you can get a whole celebration out of each fuck. of them why waste it why would i feel bad about that uh, yeah fuck no uh all right Thanks, y'all. That's going to be it for us. Uh, this has been Brett Rimmel Sport, Rob at Dumb and Awful, uh, Nathan from Mark's Madness at Mark's Madness Pod. Check out our back episodes on Patreon. Um, so we put out bonus apps. We have a K-pop one in the works and a weed one in the works. So those are both coming soon. And, uh, of course, the whole back catalog is available to you if you become a patron. Um, you can come hang out with us on Discord uh, and get any socializing you can get in a, this very alienating, isolating existence. Um, and if you want to do something else, you can always write us a review. Yeah, we just talked about the algorithm, right? Yep. Algorithm's huge. So if you want to rate us and write a review, it makes a shockingly huge difference for even one person to do. So, yeah, I always greatly appreciate when you guys do it. But thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good one. Other thing. Sorry, not to not to cut you off, but a thing that has been giving me a lot of uh, a stabilizing force the last, uh, I don't know, last two weeks, it feels like. Um the twitch the the twitches that you guys are doing especially the ones where rob just puts on other podcasts and then plays game behind it are like super soothing for some weird reason i don't know that there's something about collectively listening to a podcast as a new experience for me but uh that's been another really fun fun thing so if you have a twitch like and you're like ah, i kind of want to be on twitch but i'd also kind of like to listen to a, a podcast i can't do both you can they're both all together now just just go over to the twitch it's really good times and then people chat in the chat it's like discord and video and podcasts it's the amalgamation of all the things yeah i mean i probably wouldn't do it that way if it was uh you know if more people were around but at, at like the small level there's times where i like i'm just playing a game and listening to left media and intermittently going like oh well i mean i don't know about that Uh, to nobody (laughs) and i notice if i turn the mic on while i do it people will be like well have you considered x and it's like oh yeah okay i guess like (laughs) i guess i could do a growth while rainbow six siege is loading because someone didn't buy an ssd (laughs) that's basically uh modern marxism i think anyways (laughs) uh, sub to chapo (laughs) fym (laughs) Ha 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 ha!
Uh, all right, thanks for listening, y'all.